Hey, it's Casey Potts, and you've landed in Casey's Corner, a podcast to help us millennial moms overcome the overwhelm of everyday life with confidence, humor, and style. I want you to look at this show as your go-to resource, your virtual bestie, or your secret weapon to sanity. I might not have all the answers, but I'm searching for them just like you. Why don't we find them together? So get comfy and get curious. This is Casey's Corner. Welcome to Casey's Corner. Thanks for stopping by. Today we are talking about kids in the kitchen and picky eaters. I don't know about you, but I have a hard time letting Kennedy get into the kitchen with me. It's partially because I'm a control freak, but also because I'm a tad bit afraid of the mess that's likely to ensue. My guest today has figured out some tips and tricks for getting kids into the kitchen and excited about the foods they create with her new cookbook, Cooking with Kids. Join me for a chat with blogger, author, creative director, and mom, Brianne Graykowski. Check it out. Bree, thank you so much for hanging out with me. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's been a long time. We, Brie and I met actually back in my food blogging days and we were joking that she's stuck it out. She's kept it going and made it happen and now is a cookbook author, which is so exciting and what we're going to talk about today. But Brie, tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Hi, um, so I'm Brie. I have a blog called Brie Gieski and I write about family fun activities, everyday recipes that you can make at home and just really fun things around San Diego as well as travel on the blog. I'm also a creative director and so I work with a few other companies and help them with their design and marketing. Very fun. So how did you get into food blogging way back when? (laughs) I think it started when Twitter kind of started happening and I just started sending some tweets and then I realized it was fun. So I thought, how can I make this longer? And then I found out more about blogging and just kind of started blogging about local events in San Diego. And then it just kind of grew from there. Like I started learning more that this could be a business. So just started sharing what we were doing at home, really. (laughs) Do you have any training or background in culinary? Nope. (laughs) Just a mom who figured it out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely did not cook when I was younger. And I really learned to cook when I had kids. And so once I kept, you know, practicing different recipes, and I really wanted to find foods that my kids would enjoy that I found were healthy. And it kind of just went from there. Very cool. How about the cookbook that you're launching? Tell us about that. Yeah, so the kids started cooking with me, you know, they were both probably two or three when they both started cooking. I mean, my daughter is now almost 11 and my son is seven. So they're a little older, but when they were little, I would just have them come in the kitchen and, you know, stir and then add ingredients. And they, they had a lot of fun with it. And since I had the blog, I started sharing those recipes. And one day I just kind of decided it would be awesome if this could be a cookbook, not just yeah. on the blog. <laughs> so I actually kind of pitched some publishers a couple years ago and and I found some some people interested but it just didn't feel like the right fit at that time mm. and so then after the pandemic I was like why have I not created a cookbook yet yeah, totally <laughs> yeah so then I reached out to one publisher and they they were like yeah let's do it so it just went from there and I'm excited to get it going That's so exciting. Now, tell me a little bit about, because you talked about how really it was born with your kids just coming into the kitchen with you. And 
getting your kids into the kitchen can be a little bit messy, be a little bit overwhelming for me in particular. I feel like I'm giving away too much of the control. Like that's where I like to stay in control is in the kitchen. So do you have some tips for a more, a smoother experience? Yes. Yes. So I definitely have gone through that. I, when I was a kid, I wasn't, I wasn't in the kitchen at all. It was like, oh, you go play, I'll cook. Right. (laughs) But as a kid, I was like, I really want to cook. Like, what are you making? You know? So I think that was another reason why I really wanted to involve my kids when they were little. So I really, I knew that it was going to be difficult going into it. So there was like a start of that, but they were both really interested. So I just kind of went with their lead and when they were ready and excited to cook that's like the best time to cook with them if they're like no I don't want to do that then don't do it then right (laughs) but some tips I would say you know just start small start with easy recipes start with them we got these little kids knives that are colored and so they practice with those and I really like I'll give them stuff I feel comfortable letting them do like you can slice this banana. There's like a good start, you know, it's soft, it's easy to do. And then, yeah, just kind of see where they're at and go from there. I liked that tip about not telling them to come into the kitchen to help you cook. It's more see if there's an opportunity there, if there's an interest. And that's where I'm at with Kennedy. She very much wants to get into the kitchen and create some stuff on her own, which I'm like, oh my goodness there's you don't put water in chocolate a bowl of chocolate chips but you know well it's okay to let her experiment a little bit but I would definitely love some some recipes and tips from your book to see which which ones are a little bit more approachable for her for sure Um, another idea is sometimes just let them play with some food and just give them a bowl of any ingredients just so they can see what happens with it and just Sometimes I just want to play and that's fine. But then once they're ready to, to take on a little more listening, then you can guide them easier and say, hey, this if you want to make this recipe, this is the ingredients we need. And we're going to, you know, try this this way. And it's really good if you have the book, because then you can look at the instructions and there's pictures for, you know, not every step, but a few of them so that they can see, oh, this is what I have to do to get to this (laughs) picture. Fun. Okay. Yeah. I like that. And I was even just thinking that you're right. There's a little bit, if I were to be a little bit more proactive (laughs) and probably put little ramekins or small little bowls with a bunch of different ingredients that make sense together, uh, Mm -hmm. then, and say, okay, here, here's like a little tray. That's a fun activity. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can also, you know, read through the recipe together before you get started. And sometimes I'll say, okay, I'm going to get everything ready. And so, and so you can go do something for five minutes. And then when I'm ready, I'll let you know, and we can start cooking that way you're prepared and you have the ingredients set up for each activity instead of like, oh gosh, I need to figure out where this is. And you know, (laughs) yeah, I definitely struggle with that sometimes where I'm like, oh wait, where are the oats or, oh wait, where is the brown sugar? So yes, (laughs) preparation is key, but Brie, let's talk picky eaters for a minute because (laughs) I married one and I really don't want to raise one. So what are some ways to start incorporating uh, maybe some more foreign foods that or kids or foods that kids would be usually more adverse to? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I guess as my kids were little, we 
we went to different restaurants and tried lots of different foods. Um, some people will say like, wow, your kids will eat sushi or whatever, you know, and, um, but they were introduced to it really young. So I say definitely start young, um, any kinds of foods, just, just offer it to them. And sometimes they won't want it, but sometimes if they see it more often, they'll say, well, maybe I want to try that now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I know it can be difficult with picky eaters, especially when they're little, but I think when you just keep offering the same foods, if there's no other options, they're going right. to eventually. Um, but yeah, and like I like to find different colors, like in the grocery store, if you go shopping together sometimes and pick out um, blueberries and, you know, <clears throat> cucumbers, there's bright colors that sometimes get some more excited. And if you start teaching them how to chop, um, yeah. usually if they get involved, they're more likely to try it instead of saying like, you I've never tried that. I don't want to. <laughs> right. Right. I like that too. When we, uh, Kennedy comes to the grocery store with me, I always mm-hmm. let her pick out one new fruit or vegetable to try. Mm-hmm. And then that way she feels a little bit of ownership over it. Right. It's like, yeah. okay this isn't something that mom's forcing me to eat. This is something I picked out that I want to try. And it's totally fine if she doesn't love it. And, you know, if I wasted 85 cents on some strange kiwi that she didn't really like, it's okay. But I think that, yeah, I really like the idea of letting them pick something out, find something that's colorful, that's more Mm -hmm. attractive to them. Um, I'm just trying to figure out how to make the 35-year-olds follow that suit too. Okay. So another thing, this could work, but this could work. Um, tell me, tell me. Yeah. So with my, with James, he really didn't, he liked avocado as a baby and like as a toddler. And then all of a sudden he just started, he hated it. So he wouldn't eat it. So I just stopped serving it to him for a while. And I was like, you know what? He hasn't had that in a while. I'm going to try again. So then I just started putting it on his plate and he would just look at it and he wouldn't eat it a few times. But then eventually, I don't know, I prepared it differently or added some uh, salt or something on it. And he started eating it again and now he loves it again. So I think just, you know, sometimes just, just put it on their plate, maybe a little bit if they don't need it. Oh, well, maybe they'll eat it next time and see where that goes. (laughs) I think one thing I've noticed too, and this is with friends and family is that when you don't make a big deal out of it, yes, they're so much more likely to try it. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, don't make the presentation out of it. Don't make this big ordeal because then they feel the pressure or the spotlight. And I've noticed that with, I have nieces and nephews who are extremely picky eaters and rather than have all eyes on them Mm -hmm. while you're waiting to see their reaction to something, don't give them a reaction. Just let it be. For sure. Yeah. That's been super helpful. Good. I think that uh, I'm trying to figure out some more approachable recipes too that can maybe help broaden a kid's palate. What are some that are in your book that you would suggest? Um, Like different types of recipes? Yeah. Okay. So let's see. I'm just flip through so I can give you a real idea. I think one I saw you post recently was like the, um, the Philly avocado rolls. Oh yeah. Yeah. Those are good. That's super fun. And I think you were using, do you just use smoked salmon in there? Yeah. Smoked salmon, cream cheese, and um, cucumber. And they're all basic, pretty basic ingredients. I mean, if they don't, they're not used to uh, seaweed, that would be a little different, but you know, sometimes kids are just like, Oh, what's that? And try it. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) No. And I like that there's like a play factor. All right. And let's see, which one are we looking at now? 
So this is just some um, turkey lettuce cups. Okay. You can see that. These are fun because you can really just set out a bunch of different ingredients and then you can see what they go towards. So you oh, put yeah. out different veggies and see what they want to craft, you know, gravitate towards. And then I have a spinach and tomato flatbread pizza. Kids love pizza and they don't always realize that's spinach on there. Right, right. <laughs> you know? well, so tell me, here's here's a perfect example. Uh, last night we were at a little gathering at dinner out. The pizza mm-hmm. came out for the kids and there was a lot of basil baked under the cheese. Mm-hmm. And some of the kids ran the other way. Oh, it's green. It's green. And then luckily, <laughs> luckily Kennedy is like, it's just basil. It's so good. Um, <laughs> but what can we do in situations where maybe other kids are being picky and having this extreme averse reaction and mm-hmm. we don't want our kids to follow suit? Like, What are some ways that we can kind of, as moms, help redirect that kind of situation and hope that our kids don't follow suit. Yeah. It's tough with friends because kids really like gravitate to what their friends are doing. My kids do that sometimes too. And they'll just decide they like something that way just because their friends said it one time. And I'm like, you've eaten this a million times and now you don't. But I, I mean, I would love that answer too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. So that's going to be a collective answer. We're going to figure it out. Um, I mean, honestly, so what I did in that situation, it was nice that it was four kids, two of them were adverse, two of them were like, no, it's basil, it's fine. So there was a little bit um, of leeway and it didn't sway Kennedy too much, which I was grateful for. But I think that to your point, having more exposure to these ingredients, and I thought of this when you were talking a little bit earlier, I think it's funny where parents tend to speak for their kids on their preferences. Yeah. You know, like if, if, if your kid's like, Oh, what is that? And you're like, Oh, it's broccoli. You don't like it. Right. Don't do that. How quick are we to do that though? No, I know. It, I think it's like, it becomes habit, but really the, the less generalizations you make about any food, I think is better. Just, you know, always provide whatever it is you want to provide and they will take what they feel good eating and I think that's all we can really do. (laughs) Yeah. I know your kids are a little bit on the older side of this, but I saw recently um, about micro portioning for kids and how, you know, we have this, and again, this is a society thing where we are so used to large portions and full plates. Mm. And then we have this pressure that we grew up with with clean plate club, right. And having to clean your plate. Um, But I saw it was basically these very, very small, shrunken down portions of Mm -hmm. dinners where, you know, it might be three bites of chicken and two pieces of broccoli and a small little scoop of rice. Mm -hmm. And it gives the kids a sense of completion. Like, oh wait, I can eat this rather than it feeling so Mm -hmm. overwhelming and them not wanting any of it, but having, you know, your backup. So you'll have the full meal, but you're only putting smaller portions on their plate. So it doesn't feel so overwhelming. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I feel like that's a little bit more uh, approachable, especially for when, like, like you said, introducing new foods, just put a few little, put like two bites on it. Don't put a whole pile of avocado that they feel the pressure to eat. Right. Yeah. Definitely with new foods, I would give a small portion of. Yeah. Yeah. That, I think that would work out. Well, there tends to be a menu rut that a lot of families fall into. And Mm -hmm. I would love to know what are some tips that you might have of digging yourself out of the, 
the same menu routine that happens for families. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you get the cookbook, that would yeah, help which you people. should. Be. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's actually another reason why I wanted to make the cookbook because I feel like there's just kind of this routine of recipes you make all the time, and sometimes you forget what they are. So writing them down and just making a list of dinners, and then like you know separate that into categories what kind of dinners like tacos and pasta and you know all sorts of different like put them in categories if you want and then if you want it on the weekend whenever you do your grocery shopping say hey I really need something different let's look through this little section of categories I made and just pull from there then you can have something new you know yeah that's true so I want to know the book is coming out when it is a currently available for pre-order and it will be available in stores on October 11th. Amazing. And then what's next for you? What else are you you working on? What's in the pipeline? Yeah. Well, I'm currently just trying to promote the book and then work on my blog as well as my clients. And then I would love to do another cookbook. (laughs) Good, good. You really enjoyed the process? Yeah, it was really fun. Um, Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it fun. Do you have any ideas in the works as far as what you want the next installment to be? Well, I, so this one, it's called cooking with kids, but I've had a, quite a few people read it already or go through it. And a lot of adults are saying, well, this is really a good cookbook for me Yeah, (laughs) because there's a lot of recipes that are just simple, but there, I just tried to keep them, you know, friendly to help teach kids how to cook but uh, like a lot like myself when I was younger I really didn't know how to cook everything so I think maybe something for just young adults could be next I like it I like it maybe we'll team up and do one for millennials (laughs) there you go that would be fun I think the millennials I think we need a little refresher because we kind of we grew up with food blogs like we kind of you know we were coming of age and college and everything when the food blog boom kind of happened. But yeah, yeah, I think we need, we need a little (laughs) refresher. Um, So with the excitement of the cookbook, Brie is offering to do a digital giveaway of her cookbook and to enter head on over to Instagram. We will have a post over there where you will, it's going to be a reel. You can find our reel talking about the show and everything and enter below and Brie will send you, send a lucky winner over a copy of the book to test out themselves. And Brie, tell everyone how to find you. Oh, okay. So I am on uh, Instagram as Brie Gieski, B-R-I-G-E-E-S-K-I. And then uh, my blog is the same thing everywhere on social media. It's just Brie Gieski. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so, so much for hanging out with me. I can't wait yeah. to get my hands on the book and get cooking with Kennedy too. Awesome. Yeah. You guys have to try some recipes. We will. <laughs> Thank you so much. We'll chat soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Be sure to rate and review the episode or better yet, do me a favor and go ahead and give this a share over on your social media. If you're on Instagram, be sure to share it in your stories and tag me at it's Casey Potts and I'll be sure to send some love right back. Stay tuned for more podcast episodes. You can also find me over on Instagram or on YouTube by searching Casey's Corner with Case. See you real soon.